This is The Rich Eisen Show. It's insanity. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. New England Patriots. There's no question every single offensive player knows right now who's calling the plays. And apparently it's Matt Patricia and his number two pencil who will be calling the plays this year. Earlier on the show. From NBC Sports, Mike Tirico. Still to come. Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud. Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. Plus host and comedian Andy Richter. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. If you missed hour number one, you missed Mike Tirico, the new voice of Sunday Night Football on NBC and the voice of NBC Sports, Olympics coverage, and the golf coverage as well. The PGA Tour Rocket Mortgage Classic with Mike Tirico at the mic on the Golf Channel starts from Detroit, Michigan. On Thursday, we talked about a ton of football and golf with Mike. If you missed it, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. Andy Richter stopping by in hour number three. We'll have a good time with him. Marcus Freeman of Notre Dame football, because we're fair and balanced here on the Rich Eisen Show. He's going to join us in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo hey, in Rich. their usual spots. Hey, TJ Jefferson in his. Good to see you. Well, still I, thought we lit the first, I thought we had a first, a good first hour, even though you haven't lit a candle. I still, I got no <laughs> flame, man. I don't know what happened to the Bic. It's gone. Oh my goodness. So. That's not a metaphor for anything, right? No, definitely not. Is, I'll, is, know, is, I'll know what it is if suddenly you're throwing a football through a tire uh, <laughs> in the next 20 minutes in a commercial break. Why would I do that? I don't know. That's one of those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> If you lost your flame, can you not oh. light your candle? Well, no. Wouldn't that be a bathtub in the middle of uh, nowhere? Could be that could be know? in a bathtub in, yeah. the, in a in a in a in, in, a, a, in a forest yeah. in a field on top of a mountain. Butterflies flying, if you will. You oh, and your loved one. Right. <laughs> How did we get here on the Rich Eisen Show? <laughs> sure. Well, by the way, it was, a, it was a deep ball that Baker oh. underthrew for the pick. Oh my goodness! Live wow. tweeting oh. the quarterback. Just competition battles in training camp. Carolina Panthers are in that world. My uh, my my ears are, are are absolutely to the ground here on this one, Chris. My uh, my interest is peaked. Keep us posted over the next three I mean, hours. I, I can't hit refresh. Can't wait till Sam Darnold gets out there <laughs> on Twitter. I, I'm all about these. No quarterback competition in Tampa, Florida, sir. Nope. Yeah. Joining us here on the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line once again is our favorite. Certainly, a he is a must-have go-to whenever the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the news, and they are absolutely that with Julio Jones now. In the fold, and Tom Brady beginning his umpteenth training camp, one week shy of his 45th birthday. The man who covers the Bucks in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Times and the host of Sports Day Tampa Bay, a podcast available where all podcasts are acquired, certainly on Apple Podcasts. Rick Stroud back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How you doing there, Rick? I'm good, Rich. It's over. The Bucks are going to win the NFC. Thank you. Um, we're going to Arizona, I think, uh, on Christmas Day. Be back out there sometime in February. So, yeah. Okay, so, um, so yeah, you could when you go when you cover that game um, in Arizona in December, you're going to bring a box, just leave there in your hotel for so you don't have to pack for the Super Bowl in February. That's, yeah, a, that's I, good I planning. Mean, yeah, I'll do exactly that. I'll I'll, I'll bring uh, some extra clothes and store them at the hotel, and then you know figure out where my seat's going to be, and um, you know maybe walk the sideline a little bit the way Tom will, um, you know when he goes out there. So. Listen, uh, who can't they get, right? Like, like, come on down. Like, it is unbelievable the recruiter that he is. You just enter the NFL transfer portal and boom, <laughs> you're in Tampa Bay. So, you know, that, that's the way it works down here. 
So uh, when did Julio Jones first appear on Tampa's radar screen? We heard he said Tampa appeared on his radar screen the minute Tennessee said you can, uh, you're free to leave if you'd like. So what about Tampa's side of things, Rick? You know what? I, I don't know him specifically. Obviously, he's a, a, a big name out there, and, and the big question is, you know, if, if he can stay healthy, he's missed some seven games each of the last two years. But um, really, Rich, I mean, this, this started sort of last year. I mean, you think about Tom Brady and, and unfinished business and sort of how the season ended. Um, and, and the way it ended was that they didn't have any receivers. <laughs> so, you know, you had Mike Evans kind of doing all the lifting. And at some point, you know, Chris Godwin tore his ACL and his MCL on December 20th. Um, you know, Antonio Brown went crazy and, and started the strip tease thing with the Jets, and he was gone. So you looked around, and, you know, they're pulling Brashard Perriman off waivers. They're taking Cyril Grayson, who was a track star, off the practice squad. And these guys are winning games with walk-off touchdowns against Buffalo and the Jets. But you're like, you can't make a living this way, and especially Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, uh, wants to have options, and that's why Antonio was here for two years. So I think this is, uh, as Todd Bull said today, you know, rather than wait for what you know is going to happen with, with positions and it could happen to the receiver position again. Go get the guy now um, who's the best available instead of just taking whatever is out there, you know, at midseason when, when you have to kind of spackle it together. So I, I think that's what this is. It's just trying to, you know, add a little bit more to the roster and a little bit more. Um, and let's face it, Julio's not coming in here trying to be the wide receiver one or maybe even wide receiver two or three. We'll see um, because we don't know Godwin's status against Dallas. But – in a limited role in a red zone situation. And don't forget, they're trying to make up for the loss of production of Rob Gronkowski. You know, you got to find a way to get those catches somewhere uh, on this football team. And it, it might not be with Kyle Rudolph. So, you know, this is just a, another, another part of the recipe. So the question uh, of who is Julio there for as insurance for may not even be, uh, I guess, Jermaine, uh, because Godwin is not on pop, right? So, what is his yeah. status right now? Well, he's not on the PUP, Rich, because if he was, he'd be limited to working with just the trainer, and they feel like he's a little ahead of that. Now, having said that, um, you know, he wasn't really practicing today. He probably won't really practice that much tomorrow, but he can do individual drills. Uh, he can go out there and do walkthroughs and install. You can be with your team. Um, that's the biggest thing. It's not just him and the trainer. Um, so they're real pleased with his progress. You know, there was a report that he was up to running 19 miles an hour, um, you know, the other day. And, and you know, that that's straight ahead speed. You know, there, there's obviously a, a lot of steps along the way when you're coming off an injury like that. The, the, the mental part of it is going to be huge. You know, when will he be cleared for football in terms of, you know, being in seven on seven or 11 on 11? How comfortable is he going to be? Uh, with guys around his legs and his feet. And, and for my money, I don't think he'll play in the preseason, um, you know, but you would like to see him, you know, get tackled to the ground once or twice maybe before you, you hit Dallas if he's even ready by then. I still think they say they hope, they're hopeful. I think they're more wishful about September 11th. But just the fact that he's not on PUP and, and neither is Levante David and some of the guys – that didn't participate in the offseason is a good sign. Well, so Russell Gage's acquisition, in my mind, is the number one under-the-radar acquisition of 2022 mm-hmm. offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a terrific receiver he proved to become in Atlanta. Yeah. And now here he is 
in Tampa with Brady as his trigger man. So what is the expectation level of Julio Jones? Like, what do they envision having signed a 33-year-old Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame receiver, but with an injury history that's quite recent? What's their expectation level, Rick Stroud? Well, they they paid him some money. I mean, they gave him six million dollars. He can make up to eight, so he's not playing for free. So you're going to have you know you're going to have some job for him. Um, I, I think a lot will depend on just the health of Chris Godwin, you know, um, and Julio Jones for that matter. Uh, I, I think you're going to have him on a pitch count. I mean, you know, you, the, the goal would be to get him through you know the entire season and, and playoffs. Uh, again, big red zone target for you when you got guys like him and. You know Mike Evans and and Cam Braid and and you know um, Kyle Rudolph and those guys. So you got a lot of a lot of guys you can use them that way, and um, it'll just depend on sort of how it plans out. But I'm with you. I mean, I think Russell Gage uh, is an underrated player. Uh, he's an extremely good route runner. The, you know, he tore these guys up enough in Atlanta, as did Julio, by the way. But you know, the last year, uh, the last eight games last season, when when Gage was sort of out there as the number one. Um, he had 50 catches, you know, so he was very productive even without much around him. And that's, that's really the key, right? Like you want to put as many great players out there around Tom Brady as possible and let him conduct the orchestra, you know? And so, you know, maybe, maybe this week, you know, it's a, uh, you know, the trumpet gets the, gets the solo and maybe next week it's the clarinet. I don't know. Um, but I, I think they've all got to get on the same sheet of music, and that's really what, what Brady is about. He's about having options, and, you know, he'll coach these guys up as much as Todd Bowles will or Byron Leftwich, um, and they'll figure out what they can do in what situations against which team. So it's really, uh, I would say right now that, you know, Mike Evans is, is clearly going to be their number one. I think early on Gage might be their number two and maybe maybe Julio the number three, but that could change. Um, as far as, you know, uh, the order goes based on just the health of guys. Rick Stroud from Tampa Bay Times here on the Rich Eisen Show. I ask this question, fully knowledgeable that I have not spent my entire NFL network career somebody going low and hitting me in the knees, and I didn't miss a full month of last year's NFL schedule because nobody broke my ribs. But I ask the question, what happened with Gronk to you, sir? What happened with him? He's a sore man, Rich. <laughs> he's yeah. a beat-up guy. Um, he's also a smart guy, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. You know, Gronk is exactly the guy you see on TV, which is a which is great, right? Because he never has a bad day. Um, they'll miss what he brings um, from an attitude standpoint uh, as much as anything. He keeps things loose. Um, he loves football. He loves to practice football. And you know, when I saw that injury he had against the Rams. Uh, it was devastating. You know, they got him through 20 games or whatever it was in the Super Bowl year. He didn't miss any games, and he got himself into shape. And then last year, pretty early on in Los Angeles, he takes that hit. And, you know, it wasn't just the ribs. All of a sudden, the back was a problem. Uh, He wasn't running as fast. He still came back and was a huge factor in games against the Colts and down the stretch for them. Um, But I think he was reminded, Rich, of why he retired the first time. You know, when when he came back and Tom talked him into it, um, you know, I talked to his, his, his dad, Gordy, and he said the whole family looked around at each other and said, he's not going to play again. I can't, you know, I can't fathom Rob ever playing again. And Tom got him back and they won a Super Bowl and he caught two tutties in the game. And so why not run it back? And, um, I think he was reminded of, of, you know, 
the kind of life that he had, what he wants to get to. He's a smart businessman. He's got a lot of opportunity off the field. Now, if you ask me, we get to December and mm-hmm. they're four games away mm-hmm. from clinching the first seed, and yep. they maybe you know they got a couple injuries, and you know Rob can't buy that insurance for USAA and calls his mom and says, "Where's my football <laughs> pants?" I think he might show up, but that's not something they're planning on. And I really, I think he is retired. I, I believe him this time. His girlfriend doesn't, so who am I to say? But. <laughs> Um, but I, I, it would, it would surprise me, but then why would I be surprised? I'm in Tampa Bay where people retire and unretire every day. Yeah. And, um, and Brady did exactly that just a a few Mm -hmm. short months ago. What's the general sense walking around that building about Brady and his possibility of playing his final year? What do you think? What are they saying? Well, one year closer to whatever, whenever that is. We're one year closer to it. I think it's his final year in Tampa. You do. You know, I I do think it's his final year here because he had an opportunity. If he wanted to, he could have said, hey, you know, let's extend this. Uh, Certainly he's, you know, pushed money down down the line in terms of, uh, you know, salary cap reasons and things like that. Voidable years, all that language that I don't understand. but, um, but But I do think that, you know, he wants to be a free agent. Now, what does that mean? to a 45, soon-to-be 46-year-old Tom Brady? I'm not sure. I do know when he enters the offseason this year, and I don't know if it's going to end up with confetti or condolences. I really don't know. Um, But however it ends up, um, you know, he's going to have somewhere to go. And and what that means is $37.5 million a year waiting for him at Fox. So that's different than what he entered this offseason with, right, where it was just the big unknown. I think he looked around – He's, he had some opportunity. I still believe that the Miami thing was viable. Somehow Sean Payton was a was a consideration down there. It didn't work out. Uh, he wanted to still play. He scrambled back. He got all his guys back because he signed on the eve uh, or you know announced his retire, uh, return on the eve of free agency. So he's got a Super Bowl-ready team. And uh, after this year, I don't know, because the great ones never know when to put the keys on the table. And But all I know is the guys can still swing. I was watching them today. It's unbelievable what he can do at 45, uh, you know, and, 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 of course, you know, for a first practice, uh, it was very sharp. He was sharp. Um, I, it, I don't know how long, I don't know how long it goes, but it's, it's a hell of a ride to watch. And I, I do think though, that this is probably his last year and he'll want to be, have his options open the way he did his final year in New England. He'll like to look around. If he's going to play, he can play anywhere. Um, that'll have him. And if he's not, he's got, he's got a broadcasting job. Well, what would that Miami thing have looked like? I mean, what, where where he he goes there after saying "I'm done" without really saying the retirement word in in his Instagram post, or would that have done? Yeah. Would that have happened before then? And then Miami would have had to call, um, uh, you know, Jason Light and offered some form of compensation. Is that cause we mm-hmm. we talk about it a lot, and um, but. I still have never really heard how it would be mapped out. How would that have actually worked? Brady winding up yeah. in Miami with Sean Payton as his coach. How would that have worked? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure it could have worked, and that's probably and that's probably why it didn't work, right? But but I think that um, the Bucks had to move on. You know, it, you know, at the combine, um, I'm talking to Bruce Arians, and he's still the coach, right. or at least we thought he was going to be, right? And he's saying, you know, hey, uh, we have to. We have to go on as if as if Tom's not going to be here. And the plan was, you know, they they were going to have Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask 
battle it out. And they, they had nine quarterbacks on that list that they were looking at, in, including uh, Deshaun Watson, who got crossed off pretty quickly by ownership, from what I understand. Um, you know, uh, Russell Wilson was on that. I mean, there was a, you know, there's a lot of the guy. We all know the names, right? Um, so they, they were planning on, on, on going forward, whether it was with the guys they had. And it was most likely going to be Gabbard and, and, and Trask. Um, but in that instance, you know, how many get free agents come back? Um, you know, are they a five-win team? Are they a six-win team? Um, as far as Brady goes, you know, there's a lot of speculation in, in the timing of that thing. Um, Sean Payton, I think, factors in it somehow. You know, the Dolphins were interested in, in interviewing him. The Saints said he could not after he, you know, was, was retiring, resigning, whatever. And, and, and then, of course, you had the lawsuit on the day that, that Tom actually did retire, which was weird timing. So I don't know in the end how viable it was for him to play uh, and whether or not it was ownership. He, I just don't know. But he was looking at everything. And we know one of their forever houses is, is down there in Miami, so it makes sense. He loves Florida. Um, at some point, he's going to live there. Uh, in in South Florida, so I just don't know, you know, and I, I'm not sure he knew, and he was kind of exploring all that, and then whatever might have been viable in Miami suddenly wasn't, uh, and that's when I think you know he was he had been talking to the Bucks all along with Jason Light, um, you know they had a plan if he wanted to come back, and and he executed that right before the start of free agency, and and they were able to get so many of their players to return. Rick Stroud, a fascinating team. We didn't even talk about Leonard Fournette's water weight, which might be the name of my <laughs> fantasy team this year. We didn't even talk about that. That's like an annual tradition, it seems. Um, so let's get you back on right before the season. Let's do this again soon. Thanks for the time, Rick. Let's do it, Rich. Thanks for having me. You buddy. got it. At NFL Stroud on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. That's the great Rick Stroud here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay. Let's take a break right here on the program. By the way, Gronk. I love it. Everybody's still thinking December. That's a time. You know, we'll see what happens. You don't think so? You think he's done? You think he's yeah, finally done? I, th- I think it's about it. Yeah, he doesn't have anything really yeah, left to prove. No, Why would he go out there and risk, you know, another know. injury or another broken and rib, also, concussion, guys, you, whatever? You'd have to see, and Chris, you might agree with this, you'd have to see that maybe he has an eye on what Pat McAfee is doing and going like, I can oh. go this route and have similar success All instead right. of getting beat up on the football I, field. I don't know. I think Gronk wants to by be the way, movies, By the way, but. what Pat's doing is hard work and i'm not saying gronk i'm not saying gronk wouldn't want to take on something that's hard work i'm just saying but if you're retired uh, i mean what pat is doing he is grinding man i know he's it's one of the greatest grinds in the history of grinds but he is grinding yeah for sure but i'm just saying that type of uh, bigger than life personality i don't know if he's necessarily going to do a podcast but gronk's going to be entertaining people no i know i and and, and pat is an entertainer but pat's grinding for yeah. sure. Pat's, that's a schedule. I didn't I would, say it was going to be easy. I, <laughs> I just said I think, you know. All right, let's take a break here. Notre Dame football head coach Marcus Freeman when we return on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Terrestrial Radio uh, Network of the Rich Eisen Show, we just showed a, a promotional video that Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre Dame football, uh, headlined with a couple of his players in the Golics to take off of the hangover to announce a game in Las Vegas, Nevada. Who's playing in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 8th? Don't worry, Mike. I know you're the Notre Dame fan here. I've looked it up. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. It's Notre Dame versus BYU. So Catholics yes. versus Mormons in Sin City. What better spot? <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm in. Okay. <laughs> You'll bring the hedonism, right? Uh, I'll okay. Bring, I'll, yes. You'll bring. I'll bring it. Right. Trip to Vegas. You'll bring the thunder. You'll yeah. bring the thunder. Let's Very go, good. Mike. Yep. Joining us on the Rich Eisen show right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is the head coach of Notre Dame football. We are, if I'm not mistaken, 39 days from the time that Notre Dame will kick off the season against Marcus Freeman's alma mater, the Ohio State University. The head coach of Notre Dame football, Marcus Freeman, back here on the program. How are you, sir? I'm great, Rich. Thanks for having me back. Uh, are you going to um, now try and win an Academy Award before a national championship <laughs> based on the video we saw today, Coach? Oh, de- definitely not. You know, I'm more concerned with, you know, preparing this team mm-hmm. for uh, an unbelievable 22 season. Well, but it, it looked like a lot of fun of you shooting this video, right? It, it was. It was. To be able to go out to Las Vegas and, you know, our creative team here at Notre Dame is unbelievable and to spend a couple of times, a day out there with your players and, and do that. It was a really cool way to unveil the, the Shamrock Series uniform. It's indeed, yeah. So let's let's jump right into it here. Do you have a quarterback competition for the season, Coach? Do you? Yeah. We, we uh, have two guys with Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine, um, both guys that played last year uh, that will go into fall camp, that will battle for the uh, starting position. And uh, we love to, to find ways to create that healthy competition. And uh, anytime we can do that, we're going to. So um, that is, as far as you're concerned, still an open question as to who's going to be starting against the Ohio State 39 days from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, why is that, Coach? Well, I think think we want to create a competition until we're 100% sure that one guy is, um, 
shown us that he is the guy to to take the realms of the offense and, and run with it. And so um, we, we had a great battle in the spring. I think both guys showed the ability to lead our offense. And um, I don't foresee us having two quarterbacks as we go into Ohio State, but um, the competition is something that we're always going to try to create. Wait a minute. You said Ohio State. It's not the Ohio State? Coach, wait a minute. I don't want to get you in trouble with your alma mater. I mean, they, they trademarked the word the. Did you see? Oh, pardon me, the. Did you see that? Did that cross your path? Anyway, no, I did, I did not see that. They no, did. So, so maybe that's what you're trying to avoid copyright infringement right there by not saying that word. <laughs> how, how weird will it be, be for you, though, that that's the team that you are trying to take down to start the season in your first game as HC, full regular season uh, HC of the uh, new uh, Notre Dame football program, Coach? Yeah, I would, you know, obviously I have fond memories of my time in Columbus and at Ohio State and um, – you know, fortunate for me, two years ago when I was at Cincinnati, we went to Ohio State and played Ohio State. So uh, I'll be familiar where the visitor locker room is. Mm. And I know what side of the field to go to, but um, to do it as the head coach will be unique. But I'm excited to take a, a Notre Dame football team and, and to go compete and see, hey, where do we stand versus one of the best teams in the country? What would you describe, Marcus Freeman, your stamp on this program being? What would you, how would you describe that? Well, I, I hope that you know, you watch a football team that's disciplined and you watch a team that's tough and that that, um, that really, really plays the game um, extremely hard. And, and those are things that I believe we can control. And um, we're always going to be trying to evolve schematically and, and put our team in a position to be successful. But if we, we have to be disciplined, tough, and, and, and definitely uh, play with extreme effort. Marcus Freeman, head coach of Notre Dame football here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your relationship with name, image, and likeness and everything of that? I'll place that before you, Coach. What do you think? Yeah, we, we, we fully support um, our players being able to benefit off of their name, image, and likeness. And, and at a place like Notre Dame, our players um, have been able to truly maximize their opportunities, and, and I'm in full support of it. Well, in terms of the full support of it, what about uh, the recruiting wars? Has that, have, uh, have you had a, a player – uh, that you have targeted in any way, shape, or form to be a Golden Domer, told you that their uh, name, image, and likeness deal might be better somewhere else, and thus they're going somewhere else unless you match. Has that happened to you yet, Coach? No, that hasn't. You know, we have uh, many recruits want to know what is the whole name, image, and likeness, you know, about. And, and I think there's a lot of different um, misconceptions about what it is. You know, it cannot be used as an enticement. Yep. And, uh we like to just explain, hey, here's how our players are benefit off of their name, image, and likeness, and uh, you know, again, show the the positives of of what it can entail here at Notre Dame. Well, the number of coaches that I've heard, um, coach, that have spoken at their respective conference media weeks and media days so far, and leading up to that as well, have have mentioned that they believe that there are too many programs in the country that are using name, image, and likeness as an inducement and not in the way that you have described it. Have, have you found that to be an impediment for you, Coach? No, I, I, would, I would not say that has been an impediment for us. You know, again, I don't, I don't know what other programs are, are telling recruits or providing. That's not my concern. It's more so just, hey, what is the pros of name, image, and likeness at, at Notre Dame? And, and, and that's what I like to focus on with our recruits and our current players. Well, you might be the only coach that hasn't complained that there needs to be more rules for this sort of thing, to be very honest with you. <laughs> I got a lot of 
a lot of things to make sure I'm concerned about it. And, and we have uh, people that I'm sure are working to make sure they find the, the right balance of, of how to continue to help our players truly benefit off of the NIL, but also not let it corrupt the game. And, and uh, I'll let those guys that um, deal with those issues every day kind of figure that thing out. Okay. So you just, uh, I guess, to put a button on it, you're fine with the way that the NIL is set up in college football right now and you're just going about your business. I mean, the the Big Ten uh, commissioner said just yesterday or two days ago that there needs to be federal legislation. Otherwise, from your perspective, from your seat, everything is copacetic on the NIL front, Marcus? Yeah, all I can do is make sure that within the rules um, that are in place currently, that that I do everything in my power to help our players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the thing I'm focused on. The rules are set. Um, the commissioner set those rules. The president set those rules. And uh, whatever the rules are, that I'm going to do my best to make sure that our players truly maximize their opportunities. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, head football coach here on the Rich Eisen Show. Have you had any conversations with Jack Swarbrick or anybody else about the future of Notre Dame and where – you're going to be playing your football as whether an independent or um, another conference. Any any of those conversations cross your desk, Coach? You know what? Very brief. Um, you know, he is, uh, you know, between Jack Swarbrick and Father Jenkins, I know they're always going to make sure that Notre Dame's in a, a position to have success. And, and we obviously love the, uh, the opportunity to be independent, and uh, that's something that we take a lot of pride in. And but I know they will never put our football program or our university in a place that we will fall behind. And so I let those two uh, make those decisions. And, uh, again, I can continue to focus on this team. So I guess my follow-up question of how badly do you want to join the Big Ten? Should I cross that off my, my, my list right here? How badly do you want to join the Big Ten? Yeah, awesome. I don't um, – you know, I wouldn't sit here and say that, you know, we're <laughs> – we're running to, to join the Big Ten or other conference. Again, we, we love the, the opportunity to be independent, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue to do so until I'm told otherwise. Okay, so how are you, um, how are you preparing? Walk me through the next 39 days between now and kickoff, how it's going to work for you, Coach. Yeah, today we had uh, our last workout um, before we start fall camp next Thursday, and, and, again, our kids have done an unbelievable job this summer developing and pushing themselves and, and you know, next Thursday we'll we'll begin our fall training camp, and uh, you know, to, to begin to develop this team and, and really focus on the things that we feel are important to prepare us for this season. And so, I look forward to getting back to football and, and getting around these guys and, and you know, doing the things they love to do, which is practice and playing this game of football. Marcus Freeman, congrats again on uh, your first full year as being the head coach there. I, again, your your journey to that spot was quite a whirlwind and uh, i look forward to watching you be the hc there for a long time to come good luck and let's do this uh again i appreciate the the number of times that you've already called in thank you thanks rich thanks for having me right back at you that's the head coach of notre dame football marcus freeman here on the rich eisen show Uh, uh, how many coaches have said what he said we've had how many have we had on right in the last several months because of the draft asking about nil Every last one of them is like, we got to have some sort of rules. 
Mm-hmm. Right, Lane Kiffin's like, we got to have a salary cap. Salary cap. You even heard what Nick Saban said, and now he's taking a different approach of like, hey, we're one of the halves. I'm concerned about the half knots. <laughs> right? Like, that's his new approach. His first Very approach nice is, Nick. His, his first, his first exactly. approach was like, hey, Birmingham, you know, somebody else is paying for their entire recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, we're one of the halves. You know, we're good here at Alabama, which as I mentioned a few weeks ago is a perfect fine-tuning of his approach discussing NIL every coach says what Marcus Freeman said which is I'm for it I'm for my players to make some money off of their NIL for sure but then it's always like but we've got to do this we've got to have that Kevin Warren of the Big Ten's like the federal government's got to come to our rescue you know and so did Greg Sankey federal government's got to come to the rescue it's a lot going on in the federal government these days. <laughs> kind of busy. You know what I mean? But Marcus is like, we're not doing that here at Notre Dame, inducing anybody. I'm just trying to make sure it's the best possible program for these guys. Have we heard anybody else say that? Chris? TJ? I don't think so, mm, right? Nah, I don't I think right. so. There you have it. Notre Dame. So let's take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, When we return, we haven't hit uh, once again on the independent study. Kyler Murray has uh, um, some many supporters within the uh, Arizona Cardinals organization. This should not be any surprise. Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it yesterday after we went off the air. We'll play that soundbite for you. Um, I'm also told, wait a minute, uh, at some point in the rest of this program, we're halfway through, the return of Salty Tua. Oh. Yeah. Happened today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's that's coming out of our edit bays as well, right mm-hmm. here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is your number to dial as well. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. I'm not talking about this PGA Tour weekend. No, no, no. I'm talking about your business. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but uh, on the, the takeaway, hat falls over your eyes. You don't have visibility. Is this how you're running your business? If it is, maybe you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software with poor visibility like that. You need to change. 
You need to see the full picture. You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system that gives you the full picture of your business with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. You can automate your manual processes and close your books in no time, staying well ahead of your competition. It's so comprehensive. It's put Chris Brockman's HR role here out of business. What? Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite is a special financing program for those ready to upgrade it. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Man, I forgot how much I disliked the Mets until last night. I'll be very honest. <laughs> and it's 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 just kind of uh, annoying, you know. It's just annoying. The Why? crazy what thing is, I was watching. I was watching last night's um, Subway Series game one. There's four of them. There's another one tonight in City Field, two in Yankee Stadium in August. And I'll never forget. I went to the first ever one of them. I do believe. I kind of remember. Because it was 26 years ago. Michael Kay mentioned that on the broadcast. 26 years ago wow. when interleague play began. I remember when that. We're, we're a quarter century in interleague play. And by the way, I still hate it. I love it. Imagine you know that. what, man? <laughs> I like it. What, what, what do you dislike about it? Now Now that there's no DH, uh, I mean, there's no, it's a universal DH that, I always thought it was. Like about I it? always thought it was cool that the first time teams would play each other from other leagues would be in the World Series. Series. That was cool. That was a fun element of Major League Baseball that other sports didn't have. Or the fact that the you know Red Sox play the Braves and the Yankees play the Dodgers and the and the White Sox play the Cubs and the Angels play the Dodgers and the Yankees play the Mets. I kind of dig it. I don't. There's nothing special it. about it anymore. It was cool when it was every once in a while. Now it's just you know, it's called progress. Chris, it's called progress. No, sometimes progress isn't great. Well, 26 years ago, I do believe Dave Malicki. You remember him, mm-hmm. TJ? I do. Uh, it's always looked like you needed to buy a vowel. Very, very few last names begin with the letters ML. But Dave Malicki, I think, shut out the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. I think I went to the first one. It was on a Saturday. I think it was. I don't uh, remember what day of the week it was, I Mike, but I, I believe I was there. I think he beat Dwight Gooden. Did the Yankees play, throw Dwight Gooden in the first Yankees Mets game? I think that might have happened. He might have 26 yeah. years ago. Wait a second. You're talking about. I thought the the Mets won that game. They did. In 90. Oh, I thought you I'm so, no, my bad. Dave, Dave Malicki I thought I shut you. the Yankees out, and the Yankees, I think, threw Dwight like, Gooden out. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it was, was 6 0 that game. I so. think it was. Yeah, it popped up during the game yesterday. So. You know, and the Yankees did win the ultimate. Yeah, you won like the last the world. Two. No, the World Series. Oh, when right. they actually faced each other in the World Series. True, true. Kind of in the same way that the, we believe, North Carolina has ended the conversation with Duke forever. <laughs> um, so I have to counsel against that a little bit because there's still a conversation here. Like it's... Good Lord, 22 years later in the, the retort of, well, yeah, we beat you in the World Series. It's kind of it's stale. But I wanted true. to win that game last night in the worst way. I was so frustrated. I was so angry <laughs> with the way the Yankees were playing. Mets look good. How yeah. good is Pete Alonso? How good is Pete, Pete Alonso? my favorite Alonso. He should be. Because <laughs> he he's fired up. He's screaming at the dugout. He's, 
He's full of energy. I, I love this team, he's man. Great. I, I love this team. They they they, go, they they have heart, and every game you actually feel like there's a chance they can win. And, and Buck, years before that was not the case. Buck pushed the buttons better than Aaron Boone last night. I, I'm, I don't know if you saw any of this last night, Christopher. But uh, it's why do I care about the Mets and Yankees? Well, you don't follow baseball anymore, <laughs> yeah, anyway, since baseball. the Red Sox are in last place in the American League East <laughs> now. That should have yeah, been the headline. <laughs> By the way, ever <laughs> since his his it's hashtag of the energy is about to shift. <laughs> oh my goodness, the ultimate cooler. Yeah, joke or not, it just went right down the tubes. <laughs> but at any rate, um, last night mm-hmm. Yanks uh, have an opportunity to tie the game mm-hmm. and send to the plate. None other than Joey Gallo against Adam Ottavino. And uh, Buck comes out and goes, okay, I'll go to my closer one out early. And bringing in Diaz, Edwin Diaz, who is closing in on Araldis Chapman's record. Strikeout rate, right? For strikeout rate. He's striking out over 51% of the batters he's facing. And I think Chapman one year struck out 52% of the batters he faced. And so sending up Joey Gallo against Diaz, I, all I thought of was that line from the Untouchables were bringing a knife to a gunfight. And sure enough, Diaz is awesome. I mean, Diaz strikes Gallo out, and the Yankees had one more shot in the ninth to tie the game in a three-run lead and then couldn't. It was just It's just intense baseball, man. When two teams and two fan bases are sitting right next to each other, one Met, one Yankee, it's great, man. Husbands and wives it's, split. It is that. You see it. You know, it families. Is that. And it's great to see Buck doing so well, man. Yeah. I love that guy. Plus, like, you know, the Mets really, because I'm pretty loyal to my team, there was a probably a whole 10 years where I just – Baseball was third, and I didn't really care because yeah. my team. When your team's good, you just love baseball, man. Like, I know that. Like the other the, the Mets had a doubleheader a few days ago. I sat and watched 21 innings of love baseball it. in love one it. day. Like, I love it. <laughs> Buck Showalter told a great story that Michael Kay retold last night is that when the Yankees uh, in spring training, when Buck was the manager there in the early 90s, that George Steinbrenner had must-win games against the Mets and the Red Sox in spring training. <laughs> wow! That Buck would go up to the veterans who were like, "I'm not getting on the bus all the way going to play the Mets and the Red Sox," and he's like, "Too bad, these are must-win games." The boss has, and then the Tampa Bay when Tampa Bay came in because you know George's second home was in Tampa. Those became must-win games too, and then Buck, according to Kay, pauses and goes, "George never really gave me a list of anybody that we could actually lose to anyway." <laughs> And I thought of that, that last night would have been a George Steinbrenner five alarm fire the way they played, but it's fun. I'm happy for you guys. Well, I mean, your baseball season's over. So are you going to be, are the Red Sox going to be sellers next week? What do you think? Sell off of Aldi to somebody? I don't even care anymore. Oh, it's oh. so sad. Do you need a hug over there? Do you need a hug? What's, no, the, I just what's today's out. date? What's I just, today's I just tuned out. I stopped July 27th. It's the 27th, actually. Yeah. Happy birthday, Adam Chudwin. Yes. Oh. Happy birthday, Adam. Oh, what up, Adam? Oh, Happy our, birthday. Our, our back. Back. A lot of late yes. July birthdays. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You okay. guys are terrific. Just talk about fun stuff that matters. Is that right? I thought well, that's what we were doing. But, you know. <laughs> what? Baseball. Neither of you are winning the World Series. Who cares? Oh, okay. Nostradamus. Thank you. Do you want to take that? Well, if he knows so much, then give me that Mega Million number then, since you know these things. Well, nobody won that last year. I got got this number. You guys got New York and I got the field. We good? I'll take it. You want to do it? I mean, I'm always going to ride with my crew. Oh, so you're giving them two? You know what I'm saying? New York. I'll bet with somebody. And I'll take everybody else. Because guess what? Have you gotten your Kenny Pickett money yet? 
No, and the draft was late April, so we, you can make any bet you want with this guy. Yeah, because it, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not real. It's non-fungible money. This guy. Just saying. It's like an NFM. Just $20. You don't have $20 on it? NFM. You have Venmo. Venmo. I don't think he has pockets in those shorts. It's like the Geico alligator reaching for his rock coin. What now? Brock Speaking of salty, <laughs> speaking of short salty, arms and deep pockets, let's you know talk what I'm saying? salty. Let's talk salty. Brockman's salty. He's salty. I'm not that salty. Right. I've resigned to the fact that socks stink. All right, let's talk salty to him. This is for me the difference maker for the. Miami Dolphins this year. Okay, Rich. Boy, you're really telling tales out of school saying in the quarterback-driven league, it's all on the quarterback's shoulders. No. What I'm saying is if Tua Tungo-Vailoa shows up edgy, salty, what if he's got a little stubble, right? What if he's got a little stubble? He's not going to shave, right? <laughs> right? He's going to start showing up like Barry on HBO, right? That would be awesome. You know what I mean? Just show up, a thousand-yard stare. I know he's got... Smile. He's one of those perpetually lovable guys. He shows up salty. Remember that when he was that video that came out that the Miami Dolphins actually tweeted out of him throwing a wobbly pass and hitting Tyreek Hill wobbly and underthrow. And, 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 and Tyreek slowed down to uh, catch it. And yeah. It's just like you know, to a bomb to uh, <laughs> to Tyreek googly eye. <laughs> right? And we were, everyone had their fun with it. And then Tua showed up and goes, hey, did everybody catch that video today? Everybody catch that? Didn't get a video of that? The other, the one I threw and hit Tyreek in the hands. Anybody get that? And we're like, yeah, Salty Tua, baby. Look like money to me. Salty Tua. That's going to be the guy who shows up. He's going to show up and start beating you. With his saltiness and his cheetah and his college teammate Waddle. And his head coach, who's taking selfies with the media today, as he did, Mike McDaniel. Oh, yeah, baby. Salty Tua. He was asked about the criticism he's received in the non-playing season today. Let's roll it. Uh, well, I don't know any of those guys. So, I I mean, it, if, they, if that's what they have to say, then good for them. That's probably... Probably a good thing for for them to, to say they draw people for clickbait or I don't know whatever whatever that is, um, but I, to me if if I can't hear you then you're you're not that important to me. If you're in my circle and I can hear you what you're saying, then obviously you got to be extremely important to me. So if I can't hear it, then it's probably not important. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Can, Tua, can I? Can I give two unsolicited cents here? Oh, of course. Thank you for, for that permission. Man, you have a Tua, Tua, Tua. Get nastier. Get nastier. You want him to curse? No. Yeah. yeah you don't have to curse to be nasty. You I mean, don't. It helps so a little bit. You don't. Although, <laughs> Zan played me a new Lizzo song yesterday. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Wait, what Person, was the other one he's again? Like, he's like, he warned me. He goes, Dad, there might be some bad language in it. Uh-oh. And the first word is high, and the second word is MFers. Oh. oh. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Like, I actually hit the brake in the car. <laughs> Tua, you don't have to curse. You don't have to go full Lizzo. But you just like, who are these people? Tell me who they are. You know what? They don't mean anything to me. The only thing that matters to me are my teammates 
and those around me who I know support me. And these people don't mean anything to me. <laughs> you know what means everything to me? Winning. And I'm a winner. Chest out, Tua. And don't crop that beard so much. Just let it grow a little bit. Start staring at people after you actually give an answer like this, like this. Who are these people? Just let it linger a little bit. Think about a camera zooming in. A little bit more of an edge. We're so close. Be yourself. Just a little bit more edge. Because you don't need this garbage. You can use that word garbage. Crap. Use crap. Trash. Trash. Basura. Basura. They're in, they're Basura. in Florida. See. That should work. I mean, I'm one of these people. Here's what I want. <laughs> Here's what I want. Yeah. Next time, Tua. Oh, yeah. okay. Next time, Tua. You go up to that podium there in South Florida, a little cafecito. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. a rat talking my language. You better get, get the dust button ready. minutes later, go out there. <laughs> get me some yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be talking who about somebody's mama people? if that's the case. Oh, let's who go get some people. Who are you? Who talk about me outside of my inner circle? Don't talk about inner circle, outer circle. It's your circle. It's like a Mariah Carey meme where she's talking about J Lo and she's like, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know I know. her. That's what he pays. Like, Salty I don't know you. Tua is the best Tua. Get a little bit just a little bit more salt. Put a little cracker in it? Bring it up to eleven. Spinal tap eleven. That's good. Dude. I know he doesn't understand that reference. Yeah. That's the face. Look put, at that. Put it on a cracker. Yeah, that's like But just a little bit more stubble. And more of a thousand yard stare. Then we got it. <laughs> Salty too. It's Salty my favorite too. <laughs> I mean, be named my you got the Mike McDaniel selfie? How about this guy, man? I mean, how about this guy? There I he do, is. I do like oh, him. There yeah. he is. Yeah. This is. He's taking a selfie with the media. You can see some of them are into it. Some of them are like, yeah, I'm still yeah, going to have to rip you. Like, yeah, yeah. Who's that guy <laughs> in the back left there? Is that oh, is, is that like Beningo in, in retirement with the glasses and his hat? Or is that, is that Bobby, Bobby Valentine? Is that Bobby Valentine? <laughs> with the blue hat. Yeah, with the blue. He doesn't belong there. He puts yeah, on the glasses. He's looking and away from hat. the camera. With the, yep. He's got Who's dark shades. He's exposed lid. I like That's that. Choice. That's a choice. That is a choice. I'm cool with that. A bunch of white t shirts. I guess it's not. Right, there, what do we got? Huh? Guy in a blue shirt yeah. in the back, not playing along. He's the one who's going to rip. <laughs> gonna have to rip you, coach. You yeah. lose the first two. Good selfie, but I'm gonna have to rip you. Is he afraid his wife's gonna find out where he is? I don't know. Yeah, what might the Can that be? He's supposed to be at the grocery store. There you go. <laughs> Where's my milk? Something Don Shula never did. I take selfies. Yeah, but well, he weren't cell phones. That's all that matters. <laughs> with a with a cat like a big <laughs> yeah. huge camera yeah, with a Polaroid. <laughs> huge, like, yeah. Something he got from Marriott Hartley. A Polaroid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can Polaroid it. I guess. <laughs> James Polaroid Garner's Polaroid. Are you just trying to make up fantasy no, names? No, that's that's, there was no fantasy was football when James Garner was doing Polaroid commercials. No. <laughs> when Don Shula was winning all those games. Just go undefeated. You when I had a viewfinder at home viewfinder. to actually take me oh through the God. day. Viewfinder. My God. We put our kids on iPads. My parents put me on a viewfinder. viewfinder. How'd they do it? You remember the, the first viewfinder had no, and then the second one had sound. I don't remember the, the viewfinder. playing viewfinder. Chris doesn't even know. Oh, what I don't know. Yeah. I just threw mine out. About like, like. Why would you throw it out? You it could was, probably make ten bucks on eBay from it. Back at my house. We could have it here in the studio. This is where you keep all your the garbage. Sony, yeah, Sony, you put right? It on the uh, ping pong table. No, Kodak. <laughs> where is the who, ping pong table? I don't remember. <laughs> what are we yeah. getting? It? We want the ping pong table. 
<laughs> we could be playing ping pong right now, me and Brock. <laughs> well, you couldn't because the yeah, ball another would make noise. noise. Says yeah. the sound guy. You we know? could put a pickleball court up in here. Hey. No, now we're talking Rich's no. language. We might have enough By room way, Rich, in here, actually. I don't know if you noticed. I got a little Goodfellas shirt on here. You got like Paul it. Savino. Maybe you got rest in peace. Half oh, of this shirt is gone, fellas. That's terrible. That's just sad. Awful. You know. Andy Richter's here in hour number three. You should Oof. join us as well. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What is Arizona saying about independent study today? <laughs> That's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> 